Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. It's kind of difficult to shore the first green day of that one. You know, so it, it, it's that um, on the penny stock framework, you, you will have that uh, stage of that stock and you will trade it accordingly to that uh to that um, stage that is it. And obviously you got to look at dilution and you got to look at, for example, I look a lot on um, institutional ownership. If it has a lot of institutional ownership, that's like a red flag for me because I know that manipulation is all over the place because someone has the majority of the supply. So it has like the inventory of that asset. So it can do whatever they want. So I don't, I try not to touch them that hard. Um, I look at the illusion, obviously, but right now with all these influence groups, it's, it's really difficult to, to base yourself, your decisions in a, in a particular fundamental, you know, mm-hmm. as, as dilution as, for example, if, if it has an, AT, an ATM, that is probably the most toxic dilution there is. I used to show those like this. You know, Uh it doesn't matter. Like if it gives me a pop, I will short it. But once these groups start to, you know, to move a lot of volume, it's too hard to base yourself in a fundamental uh, decision. So I don't do it anymore. Um, But I want to know if a stock has an ATM, for example, or it has an S3 in effect that they will raise a lot of money. Uh, I I always want to see also the operating cash flow. Because that way you will see if the stock of, or the company is healthier in a way. What I look for is company that companies that are not healthy at all. Because I, I like how to, I love I like to short them, and when those kind of, kind of companies go parabolic, I know what why they're parabolic. I know that there's no value behind them, you know, and you know that that's maybe probably it. Uh huh. How long does it take you to go through the whole process of looking to see how toxic the company is? If there's an S3, uh, ATM, um, less than ten minutes for each one. Less yeah. than ten minutes because I I, uh, I get this um, you know words that I look in look for in the filing and that's it. You know, uh-huh. like warrants, ATM, up the market offering. Uh, VWAP, if you look for VWAP, you'll find a lot of crazy yeah. things on the filings and, you know, those yeah. kind of Wow. Um, okay, so what was I going to say? Now, you said you used to short them with your eyes closed, you know? I used now, to Yeah, and then what, what changed the most is because the market's changed. There's just too much volume coming in that it, it'll eat through the whole ATM and, and still have tons more volume. You know, things are trading... Uh, 200 million, 300 million shares, sometimes half a billion shares a day. 
rather than like when we started, it was a 30 million, 50 million shares a day was, was a, a lot. <laughs> well, remember that I told you that I always look for imbalance. And uh-huh. when you have an ATM, they're freaking creating supply out of the thin air, you know? So uh, if you don't have enough uh, demand to overcome the supply that there is, you'll see the price drop. Uh-huh. These guys bring the volume in. So that overwhelms the supply that are the guys from the ATM and the short sellers and obviously the speculators that are selling the stock once they bought it in before the, the move. So if they're the ones that bring a lot of volume, you, you already overwhelm the supply. And that's an imbalance on the long side. So yes. you better not short yeah, very. And I think very that's what they realized. That's why I was talking to you about manipulation. Uh-huh. You see a lot of manipulation in these kind of markets because flow is so little. Like you, with ten million dollars, you can own the float. Yeah, and ten million dollars is not a lot of money, especially with the liquidity that there is in money wise nowadays. So, with ten million dollars, you get to own half of the float or even the whole float of the stock. And I know that SEC. Uh, compliance uh, has to, uh, you you got to disclaim that you have the 5% of the blow, but maybe, maybe they're not saying it, or maybe they're like uh, doing a lot of uh, accounts and buying with, with a lot of accounts. I don't know. That's a theory and I'm not accusing anyone because I don't want to fall in in some, but it's a theory where that theory, uh, gives me logic so I can understand what's happening and that way I can take advantage of it. You know, I'm not complaining at all. Like I love when that happens. So whatever works for you, right. To understand it. Yeah. Tim, Tim Sykes always mentions that he's like, Oh, we like promoters. We like manipulation. We like this. This is bring this, this is, you know, since day one, he's been saying that, but, um, but yeah, so going a little further, okay, so like a, a three million. I know, like ducks, for example, he says he doesn't short four million or less floats anymore because uh, the edge isn't there. He comes out like a little bit red or a break even, pretty much at the end of the year. And yeah, it's like you say. So like not like 20, 30 people, if they were doing it correctly, they own less than five percent each, and then the flow gets dramatically reduced. And now these days, I think you know, there's just too many short sellers. Too many short selling brokers, they just pile up on top of each other and then create it's like a negative and a negative create a positive, like an like an explosion. (laughs) That's right. And and don't don't forget the whole like naked short selling that there is on top of that sides. And and you'll have like VTGN. Yes. That's that's the best explanation for that that we're we're talking about is VTGN. Like there was a liquidity trap there and short sellers couldn't couldn't uh couldn't close their position because there were not there were no supply there was no supply so there are a lot of people trapped there and whenever you have you want to close your position you have to do like 15 50 percent what you wanted right so it's they force it the the broker will probably force it out you know press the button Totally. And there, there probably were a lot of buy-ins from brokers because you didn't have enough margin. And they're like, there are no like margin calls in that in those kinds of situations. It's just with li- the liquidity your, uh-huh. your position. That's it. So that creates those kind of crazy 
short squeeze that you better take advantage from them. If if you're if you are a short seller and you stop out, that's cool. But if you are like quick enough, and if you understand when it's happening, you can probably take advantage of that from the long side too. Uh huh. Now understand what's happening. Yeah. Now the, going back to the penny stock framework. So that's like the number four, I think it goes up to number four. I think. Man, so. I don't remember. I just remember this. What I remember always in that is like this. Uh huh. Like this. I don't know if you can. There see. we go. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, it is the number four. So it's like VTGN or SPI. It goes dramatically up because of short squeeze, volume, low float, pump, uh, whatever it is, and then they come crashing down, and then it bounces. Is the number five? Now, yeah, the but, the five, thing is, but thing uh, is, thing is, in VTGN, when you thought it was the first red day, you were here. You were not here. That's uh -huh. the thing. First red day on VTGN, we, we all thought it was like here, and we were here in this retracement over here. So all the shorts. Yeah, so that's what happened. And then he got the squeeze, and now yesterday he got the first overextended gap, and then we were like here. But maybe we don't know. Maybe we're here again. Uh -huh. it, it keeps squeezing. Keep maybe squeezing. We're I think as the volume shows in, like if you see, there's a divergence on volume because there were a lot of transactions in the first days. But then once the once the the attention goes like away, you will see a decrease of volume. But as it is a three million float. It doesn't matter if it has less than 200 yeah. million uh, transactions. If it has 25 million, it's rotating the flow. It already has a lot of attention. But I, I do think, as I'm a day trader, I don't care about that because I don't swing. I don't swing uh -huh. those. I think it's really risky to, to, to swing those kind of shorts. But I know that there are a lot of people to, that do that. As your cap in the in the short side uh, about the you know a stock will go to zero and that's it. And it's not like long in that you you can you know have a, a stock that goes to 30, 40, 50. You're capped on the on your reward on the short side. So I think it's really dangerous to to swing on the short side, but I mean it works. And I think these kind of markets like makes that kind of uh, techniques or that kind of strategies really dangerous because you don't know when someone is going to target your stock and it's going to pump it right right back oh yeah yeah i know um there was a pump and dump that i exposed i actually went to colombia do you know about this one i did a few videos the, the marijuana one yeah, yeah, FLGC. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, one day this guy Tika Tuari starts pumping it out of nowhere. You know, they target it. You know, so and then I start squeezing. Then, I, well, I, sh I reshorted it again that day. But if you're short, a lot of people short it because once they see these reports, they short it and hold it till it goes to zero. You know, and uh, it doesn't happen. And some sometimes there's a, a squeeze out of nowhere. Where AMC GME? It's, oh my God! Classic example. They're mm -hmm. like fundamentals. You're like targeted. The way the cinemas are going to be a better business in COVID era, right? Uh -huh. It was crazy because yeah. of that. You know, there are a lot of people and there are a lot of institutions that were all over these kind of stocks because companies' fundamentals were not 
like sustaining the the you know the, the growth on their stock and these guys targeted and you know squeezed everyone out so yeah. it's kind of interesting though like the 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 manipulation scheme nowadays that you have the internet and social networks it makes it easier for the retailing to you know to manipulate as the institutional do you know so yeah. it's interesting to see that you know it's interesting yeah so melvin capital i think he they were short gme they said it there's no way this stock doesn't go to zero <laughs> does not go to zero there's no way yeah. they shorted like crazy that's the area we're, we're living in and that's why i love like the there there was a guy that told me that short selling should be illegal and blah, blah, blah. i was like dude if you like the market you want to be short sellers in because that provides liquidity to the markets and if you have liquidity you can have like you can have the freedom to do whatever you want with that stock if yeah. there's short sellers who we'll have tons of liquidity because these guys wants to get out in the position in some time i don't know when if it's lower or higher but they will buy the stocks eventually right so no. that's a good thing that's a good thing to provide the market with a lot of short sellers and that's why i love when brokers like are uh, getting this uh shorting uh you know are it's easier nowadays to short sell you know yeah so that's that's great. That's I think that's great, and that I think all we have to do is adapt to the market we're in, and to take advantage of it to make money. You know, that's it. That's the main thing: uh, adapting to the market and taking advantage to make money. Totally. Well said. Um, okay, so went over. So how, how does level two and tape factor? You mentioned level two and tape. So how does that go into your trading? I I see more level two than than I look at the chart. Like I it's especially in the low flows that you have uh, limited supply. When you have like Apple, for example, like I don't understand reading the tape on those kind of stocks because uh -huh. there's too much volume, too much liquidity. But, but on the low flows, it's easier to look at the tape. So I see a speed. I see, I even have a, a tool that's really cool. One, uh, it's called Bookmap that you can see this um, tape reading. You can like, graph like you have it in the chart the tape reading and you can see the orders that go through you can see uh the level two you can see the, the depth of the market you can see it on the level two because sometimes you, you see the level two and you see probably one percent off what you have on the bid or you have in the ask here you can see if you have a, a ten dollar stock you can see in 1050 if there's a, a huge order so these kind of tools, uh, you know, make it easier to read the tape. Uh, but I know tape reading is probably the best technical skills that I have is reading the tape because I don't see like chart isn't is a lagging indicator. That was what's happened before. But uh, on level two, you're seeing what is happening right now. And on level two, you will see what will happen. Like that concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, 
and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.